First up in our recap of a brutal week two, we start with Saquon's injury. The leg? No, his arm. Saquon's elbow does what Rondos did in 2011. Gross. That looked gruesome enough, but he only missed a few plays. On his very next touch, he tears his ACL. What the fuck? And, and with Bill O'Brien sucking and Julio dropping touchdown passes, the Bleakers were no match for Sean's insatiable squad. Murray had three touchdowns, Joan had two. Woods, Hopkins, Mozart, and Zeke all scored once, and Sean's bench had seven touchdowns. Pika's not the only one with injury problems, as Mozart's knee is injured and he's out for a while. Lovers, neuter the Bleakers, 156-99. We go from one huge injury to a team with many. Chris's keeper was ruled out basically last Tuesday. Starting running back two is on IR. His best wide receiver from week one is out. Philip Lindsay has turf toe. But? But nothing. Do you hear me? Hines, the consensus number one ad of the week, scored only 1.4 points, one catch and four <laughs> yards. Cook scores in garbage time. Evans and Brady finally link up, and his defense gets some positive points. But Josh Allen is QB2 on the week. And on the season. In terms of fantasy points. And Edelman has a career night. Beckham finally scores, and Deontay is peak of the season so far. Convicts shake the steamers, 152-110. Second for a bowl in two weeks was a nail-biter, down to the last Monday night game. Could Alvin Kamara outscore Jared Cook by 12 points? Uh, yep. Kamara goes 13 for 79 and two touchdowns, 9 for 95 in the air. Dak scores four times. Ridley's a bona fide wide receiver one, and Mills and the Titans Z both scores zero points. Pops kept it close, but two receptions for Jared Cook was not enough with Cam on the bench for the Hoodlums. They didn't have enough gusto, and the local maniacs run wild on the Hoodlums, brother. 155 to 138. Matchup four is the Washington football team versus East Bay Simbas, or as Higby and Chubb like to call it, the fuck you Josh Bowl. Higby. 5 for 54 and 3 TDs. Chubb. 124 and 2 TDs. Both tell Josh to take a seat. But in the Monday night showdown, Sanders gets only one grab for 18 yards, while Wilder gets 12 for 103 and a touchdown. Breeze lets Mellow down again. Simbas pounce on the Washington football team. 143 to 139. <laughs> Our game of the week features my co-host, a major injury, and Wiffle is hurt again? What? Matt Ryan throws four touchdowns, McCaffrey scores one hobbling into the end zone. When he's out four to six weeks. Aaron Jones is week's one top scorer, 168 yards and three touchdowns. Hurst has a huge day, but Fuller pulls a hammy and puts up a goose egg. Brian inexplicably plays J.J. Taylor over Sexy Rexy. Oh, come on, man. And Taylor manages less than zero fantasy points. But all is well that ends well, motherfucker. Russ cooks the Pats. McLaurin has 125 in a touchdown. Diggs 153 in a touchdown. Kelsey scores. Marvin Jones scores. The Ravens do score. Brian steals a late Sunday night win with a Wilson and Carson touchdown. Let go, you're hurting me. 185. Catch 22. 171. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me. This is the EBFL Podcast, and I am your host, Joshua Ferreira. Um, what a wild week, too. I think uh, I did my best to encapsulate it all in the uh, in the fastest two minutes, but just the, the sheer amount of injuries and, and ups and downs. And, and if, if you're watching Red Zone, what a show, you guys. Just, it, it really, really was crazy last uh, on Sunday. And um, even the, some of the games in our league, guys, crazy. And we, me and Tim had a great conversation. You're going to hear that in a little bit. Um, but, wow, how, like, I am, I'm scared of Bryant's team right now. I really am. 161 in week one. Then in week two, he drops 185. It's crazy. I feel terrible for Maddie. I really, really do. It's awful luck. Um, two weeks in a row against against two, two dudes put up big numbers and uh, – and even this game going down to the wire like like it did with with Carson catching that touchdown that 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 one had to sting. Um, it definitely had to sting, but did it sting as much as Mellows? You know that that one was bewildering. Like uh, Sanders gets a target early but drops it, and basically Breeze doesn't look at him the rest of the game. Which you know that's. I mean I know he doesn't have the rapport with Emmanuel Sanders says he does some other guy so so I could see why he. Maybe would, maybe I could understand a lack of trust a little bit more, but but to go to him as infrequently as you did, and even just like, I'm not complaining obviously because of the guy I have, but is the Saints offense without Michael Thomas just Alvin Kamara, nine catches, ninety five yards, uh, he only had seventy six on the ground, but still two touchdowns. Um, he he looked fantastic. It really helped me against my dad. Obviously, that one I was uh, I was nervous about that one. Couldn't. Couldn't see the it, the past few years. They the the usage of Alvin Kamara had been kind of concerning for me. I wasn't sure if I was going to keep him 
every year. I always, obviously always decide to because it's RB1 in the 13th or 9th or whatever round it is. <clears throat> Excuse me, but, but last year was really concerning. I, I, di- I didn't, he wasn't getting touchdowns. He wasn't explosive. It turns out he had that knee injury, and hopefully that's what it is. Um, and, and you know, yesterday is, is just a regular old game for him. It was obviously fantastic. I think he scored 35, 36 points. I don't have it in front of me right now. I think no, I think he finished with 38. But but just just crazy. And then, you know, on the other side of the coin, you want, you want to talk about some some things that weren't so great, obviously. You see that Saquon injury, that's tough. Uh, is that, I don't know if it was Joey or Nick Bosa, whatever one plays in San Francisco. His knee's done. Quentin Sutton's knee's done. Raheem Mostart did his MCL. Um, sorry if you can hear that clicking up playing with a pen. Um just, just really, really brutal week, and, and it, I can't. Uh, it has to be because of the no preseason and, and how they did everything, which, which is still to me very frustrating because nothing needed to change. Like maybe the preseason games I get, but like, like, how are these guys getting so injured? Like, like Hannah made a good point. She's like, well, these guys wouldn't, you wouldn't have these many injuries in week two of the preseason, but they'd be playing much fewer minutes through that. You know, like they're get, getting their bodies ready. I just, it's it's really unfortunate to see, and I'm happy, knock on wood, to kind of avoid the uh, the injury crisis so far. Devontae Adams got held up the whole second half. Um, I say avoid it, but I didn't play A.J. Brown or Chris Godwin because they were ruled out by Saturday. Um, still was able to uh, to beat my dad. Got pretty lucky there. I put the reverse jinx on him. He wasn't too happy about it. I texted him like a sourpuss at 3 o'clock and said, you're going to beat me. Text me back by five, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, smart ass." And I was like, "Yep, that's that's pretty fair, I guess." But um, but anyway, a great show for you today. I already alluded to um, our first conversation. That one is going to be with uh, Mr. Tim Thorpe. Uh, an excellent conversation. I have to figure out like, um, and I'm not saying I'm going to do this to you guys. I'm just saying I need to figure out a better way to record this. Because me and Tim could have easily gone 45, 55 minutes, and I and I could have uh, pulled the best sound from that and made it the best 20 minute spot instead of just recording 30 minutes straight. Just we, it really, really was an excellent conversation. It was very easy. Again, I keep saying it every week. It's just easy to talk to my friends. I don't know how else to say it. It's just happy. Um, yeah, really, it, it was fun. We had a big laugh in the middle there. I hope uh, hope you guys stay tuned for that. But Tim also left us a voicemail today. Let's take a listen to that. All right, gentlemen. So the first time I tried doing this, it uh, apparently didn't work. So hopefully this goes through. Uh, after my uh, nice little guest appearance on the pod, uh, I was instructed uh, by the host, uh, Mr. Josh Ferreira, uh, to leave a voice message regarding we should get a flag football game going. You know, if we can organize enough to get together for a draft, no reason we can't get, you know, six guys at the least you know, to kind of show up on a field and toss, toss the ball around. So I'm putting it out there. I'm going to say uh, Saturday, Sunday, any time of the day available. I'll leave it to you guys to put out any other times. But uh, hopefully we can make this happen. And uh, best luck to everyone this week. Uh, again, Matt, very, very, very sorry for this week. Had no business winning. So my apologies. Hey, guys. Uh, I just want to throw this out there. I asked Timmy to send in the message. Because I thought it was, like, it's Timmy's idea. I thought it was a good idea. And, and for the record, I'm totally down. I work every other weekend on second shift. Um, this is my weekend on, so it's a little bit tough. But, after, but like, next weekend, I'm totally down. I think, I think I could use the workout. And I just, I love that kind of stuff. I, th- I think um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I hope, I hope we can get some bodies there um, for whatever it is, basketball or um Football. I know my cousins from East Providence. We used to play basketball all the time. Maybe they want to come out of retirement and play a pickup game with us. Um, you know, it'd be, it'd be super fun. Um, but anyway, uh, I would like to transition from that onto my if I'ms of the week. Um, I have I have only four of them this week, but I, but I really think that uh, they're quite good. Um, the first one I'd like to start with is Brian's flex position. This one's a little bit silly. That's why I put it as number one. Brian has the highest point scored in the league. He doesn't need me to tell him how to run his team. He doesn't need me to to tell him his team's not good enough. But I just feel like that's like a weak spot in his team at the same time. I think it's something he could improve, and I, I, I think that maybe this is the year. Excuse me. I, I think that this is the year that maybe um, some of us are, are really going for it. Um, 
and it's it's time to make a run. And I, and I wonder if, if Brian's ready to make that move and try, and try to get better in the in his flex spot. The, my second defineman of the week, we're basically just, just going to call this the Cam Newton section. My dad's got to play Cam. Dad, I know I know you don't have time for this silly podcast, but you got to listen. Play Cam Newton. Abandon Deshaun Watson right now. It's just not happening. Like, like it's Bill O'Brien's fault. We all know it. But like for right now, you got to play Cam. He's the whole offense. He's making it work. Thirty-five points this week against Russell Wilson. Crazy. But I had a, like we'd be talking about Cam if Russell Wilson didn't go off like he did. Um, I just, I just really, really hope he he plays in this week. Seriously. Um, the next thing I'd like to go on to is uh, a risky one, in my opinion, and that's uh, if I'm Aaron Pika, I take a long, hard look about my my plans for my rookies now, because I'm sure his original plan was to stow Dobbins, but Dobbins is gonna have some real value down the stretch. He's a real, he's a, gonna be an RB one, like like a real league winner. He's worth a ton in trade, but he's also worth like a ton if Pika's going down the stretch trying to get the toilet bowl again. I think uh, I think he, with the injury to Barkley, is probably now thinking more than ever about his his move with his moves with his rookies and what he's going to do, and you know, and and is he going to play Henry Ruggs and try to just keep Paris Campbell because he's already hurt and out, or is he going to try to move Ruggs or or J.K. Dobbins, um, just because they're worth a lot, and some guys want to stole them and some guys want to play them, so it's it's uh, it's very interesting to me. Opeek is going to do with that because he has lots of ways to get better. Um, I know I know he is not a trade-er. You know, uh, you're going to hear that in a minute uh, when I talk when I talk to Tim. He's, Tim's not somebody who loves. I mean, uh, Peek is not somebody who loves to trade. But but it's interesting to me this year. Like if he's going to have to, which is something that Tim brought up. Um, my last point is uh, kind of counterintuitive to that whole thing. Um, if you're Chris, you send out the text message that you're ready ready to trade. Um, I know he's working on a few things, and if you're Aaron Pika, it's way too early to be worried about that stuff. Like it's it's fantasy football. You're both one and one. Like you gotta like everything's gonna be fine. Like like there's always a way to figure it out. And those guys are great fantasy football players. They're gonna get back into this race, um, and I and I really hope that they do. It's more exciting uh, when everybody's good. I know Tim. I mean, uh, I know some people are ready to count uh, some people out. Um, but, but that's not for me. Um, I'm, uh, I know full well what Aaron Pika is capable of, and I'm, I anticipate him making a run at this, at this title this year, um, and next year. You know, he's, I think, you know what I mean? Like, like, I just think just because Barkley's hurt doesn't mean he's out. I know he thinks that he is, but I think he's going to keep grinding and keep winning, and he's going to surprise a lot of people this year. Um, so those are my if I'm of the week. Um, if you guys uh, have any different opinions or or think I missed something, please leave us a voice message. We'll get to it next week. Um, if you have any trouble with that, just give me a text. Uh, it's really it's really a fun way to communicate. Um, Chris is gonna yap about it later. He he likes it a whole bunch too. Um, but anyway, so from there, let's go to our conversation with my friend Timothy Thorpe. Going into Monday. Night football yesterday. Matt Mello was leading Tim 126 to 115. Matt Mello's final projection, 148. Tim's, a mere 128. Tim had no chance to win, but somehow, someway, Derek Carr remembered Darren Waller can catch the ball in the end zone. Tim's on with me right now. Tim, how's it going? How's it going, Josh? Nice to hear from you. <laughs> oh, it's going fine over here. You know, how, how did you watch Monday Night Football? You must have. No, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I absolutely refuse to. I was so fantasy football <laughs> hurt from from last week. I was hurt mm. from last week. Uh, I was, and then I went into this week, and I was like, I just like, th- there's so much, there's so many other things going on right now mm. that I was like, I can't let this hurt my, my heart. Like, I just can't allow it to. <laughs> and I, I, I was at work, and I said, you know what? I was like, let me just check to see how badly I got dismantled. I was like, I, I know I had Darren Waller on one of my teams. I was like, let me just see how he did so I can know if I have another player I need to worry about. Uh-huh. And uh, to my delight, uh, I was doing very well. And <laughs> I was, I had to do so much digging as just to like confirm it to myself. Like, does Emmanuel Sanders really have 
nothing going on right now. And I I felt so hurt for Mello. I was like disgusted for him. Totally. I you know it's it's funny you say that because uh, I asked Mello for a question, and I thought he was gonna be like Tim. How does it feel to be so lucky? Where's the horseshoe? Any of the normal things we bust balls yeah. about. But instead, he asks me about. Asked him how he feels about Drew Brees. And do you think if he targeted Emmanuel Sanders more, I would have won? Well, Melo, yeah, I think that's the fucking answer, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't mean to laugh because, like I said, that sucks, man. I, I, I don't know what's – I don't know what Drew Brees is dealing with this year. Like, I don't – like – He looks old, doesn't he? Can I tell you, he's like – Oh, he didn't watch I, I doubt this is – yeah, well, well, no, I, tr- I turned it on and I turned oh, on the highlights. Oh, and oh, I, nice. I, I made sure to, because I also have Drew Brees now. I grabbed him off the waiver wire, like, hey, let me just, you know, throw another QB in case I do decide to stash Joe Burrow, which is a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I was like, let me see what's actually going on. And I think he's threatened to Tom. I think he's threatened that he has to play Tom twice now. And I think he's letting this all kind of get into his head. He's not playing like Drew Brees. He he looks and and I think uh, damn it I don't remember where I heard this but I'm stealing somebody's take. He looks so slow in the pocket and like I don't know if you if you watch the the uh, the interception highlight he looked like like a like a little kid and he's like didn't know what to do and then he throws like the weakest fucking little thing over the middle and the, and the linebacker like would have had it would have been harder for him not to catch it like exactly it's just I don't he just looks. A little bit out of it right now, which is kind of sad. But like, as a Tom Brady, I don't know. As a Tom Brady fan, I'm happy, but also I kind of hate Tom Brady right now. Like, so I don't, I don't know where I am. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think a lot of it has to do with he obviously misses Michael, and uh, you know. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, I think he's, you know, he's in a weird little position as far as where he's at. But I think he'll rally. I mean, that's why I kind of got him stowed away. I mean, he's Drew Brees. Yeah. You got to kind of rely on him for something, uh, you know, kind of that class of quarterbacks. Like, it's just so wild to think how many of them are kind of still around and how influential they still are. Like, I know you wanted to get to, uh, 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 man, I, always, I don't want to butcher his first name, Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. Or, right? I said yep. that right? That, yep. Okay. <laughs> um, and, like, just think about how essential Ben is to that. I like, know. It's offense. crazy. You know, like as far as James Conner bust last year, Juju bust last year, you know, you throw Ben back in the mix and now they're kind of relevant again. I know. And he, he like doesn't look as good as he has in the past, Ben, but I still think he, he looks like he's more useful than Drew Brees right now. Oh, absolutely. And obviously, you know, more useful than the uh, mangled forehead of Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's terrible. <laughs> so, um, how do you feel going forward here? You're you're one and one um, after two weeks, obviously, and um, I'm your team is interesting to me for a couple of reasons. One, I tried to shit on Nick Chubb last week and say Kareem Hunt was better, and he just shut me up. Um, and I I don't know. I'm just, like, how do you feel going forward, Tim? I'm I'm staying true to what I said at the draft. I mean, <laughs> I can see. So let me also say this: I can see that my team has a lot more potential now strictly based on health economy you know like yeah uh, yeah my like my team is fortunately for the most part healthy i mean going into this week i was so agitated with both kenny and kittle being out like it's it's one of those where it's like all right i can't i like i've banked on kenny galladay for so many years now i kind of forgot about them being on your team honestly i was just i was like wow because like i was looking at your team and i was like that's a strange team when you think about a draft board but then you take out your two biggest stars and it's like oh okay that makes a lot of sense yeah, you know, so it's it was one of those where again, like I just I didn't have a lot of faith going into this week alone. But again, just just through health and you know, kind of having the top guys from my draft still be available, um, you know, my team's kind of got a little shot to maybe sneak into that three spot. I don't think I'll be, if it comes down to me being in the uh, the fourth seed, I don't think I'll be able to get to that highest point if there's a you know a tie or whatever the case may be that that's Um, scaring me right now too actually yeah so uh i don't know i mean i have i I tried to be prepared for the pod and i have my list of the teams that i think are the most threatening right now um all right yeah let's hear it so right now i still have you I, i i had you ranked at number one 
Uh, at draft day, I, I'm keeping you right there. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Devontae Adams is a hurt, but the rest of your t- team is still it's, it's still solid at the end of the day. And they um, say Adams could have played the second half if they needed him to. He was begging to go back on, I guess. Yeah, and uh, exactly. And, and because it was a blowout, they just, you know, yeah, yeah. kept him away. But um, so you're, you're the number one. Uh, Sean, I, I think I, Sean's, oh, man, yeah. Sean's team scares the hell out of me. And it's one of those where, you know, you look at Barkley going down, McCaffrey going down, and then there's Zeke. And, like, he, he, he looks healthy. He looks good. He's getting his touches. And then you throw DeAndre Hopkins in the mix, and he has the Kyler Murray, you know, uh, double tap with that. So mm-hmm. his his team looks good. Uh, and then I think the scary, like the most unpredictable and scariest team in our league is Avila's. Yeah, he's number one scorer through two weeks. Yeah, I, ha- I, I want nothing to do with being on the other side of him. Uh, I like, I, like I said, it makes me laugh that, you know, he was so upset to uh, not get Josh Jacobs and he got the stud and, you know, uh, Clyde. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I think he's I think he's in a really good position. Then I have me again, just based on health economy. Mm -hmm. And then finally, I have Mello because I think Mello's team actually has a lot of a lot of potential, like looking at it, like as far as Lamar, DK, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, uh, trying to go down the end of the draft. Obviously, that's San Fran D. I mean, not that the defense is super pertinent, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, someone who could have got him points. I don't know. Derrick Henry, I, I don't even mind him at the top. I know, yeah. But, yeah, he, yeah, he had an off week. He was supposed to go off. I had him all <clears> over <throat> the place in DFS. It kind of let me down. Uh, let's talk about the waiver wire from last week. So, me and Chris talked about it a lot in the podcast. And obviously, like, a lot of, like, capital was thrown down last week. I think Chris is Chris is down to double digits. I'm, I'm down to, like, $150 or $160 left. Um uh, you weren't as active. Uh, why is that? So as far as uh, I knew the wire was going to be active and mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to just let it play out uh, for what it was. And I also didn't really see anything that I was willing to invest in. Uh, mm-hmm. like if, it, let's, let me put it this way. If I was to invest, I feel like I would have solely been doing it to block someone else. Yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, that, that's, what, uh, that's where I'm looking this week. So it's kind of like for me, it doesn't work. Y- yeah. So this week, again, kind of having everybody – let me let me backtrack really quick. So the first thing I have in my notes is that when you texted me asking me to do the pod, uh, I was super excited. I was like, yes. I was like, all right, let's hop on this thing. And then I like started to walk downstairs and I was like, oh, shit. I was like, this this motherfucker just wants me to tell him how radical I'm going to be on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, oh, my God. I was like. This is what this is. It's just so, a big scam, yeah. It's just a big scam. Um, but no, no, obviously, so I have no problem talking about it. Uh, as far as, I mean, obviously, like I said, uh, as far as referencing some of these other teams in their health economy, like uh, I have in my same notes is, you know, Pika may need to spend his entire bank. Like his team is hurting. I know. So I feel really bad for Pika. I, I feel like, like, Obviously, I've been in this league, I can't even think of how many years now, six years, seven years, something close to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I can't ever think of a time when, like, I would be looking forward to playing Pika or Chris. And I know, it's true. I'm at right now. Like, uh, I, I've been, I've kind of been on in trades talks with Chris because, you know, he put out that text uh, today. I know. Uh, regarding how you know he's in a seller position and i was like all right you know if i can get some capital let me try to make a run for it um but as and that's where it kind of comes into play as the prices seem what... pretty high over there they're always high on that side of the, the <laughs> <laughs> some other people yeah. don't have the prices set so high <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean i'm i'm, I'm gunning for the top so i i understand where he's coming from yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> But, like, Pika is somebody who, you know, traditionally has isn't really in the trade game, like, always very quiet in the trade. Like, but he may need to test the waters to kind of get a feel for, you know, what he's going to do moving forward. Um, yeah, it's, and, it's true. And that's, like, that's very strange for me. Like, I've, Pika and I are in three, three leagues together, mm-hmm. uh, including this one. And uh, I think I've sent him maybe, like, 
two to four texts regarding trades in these seven years. And it's always like, hey, just curious, does this like have any interest to you? And he's like, I think I'm just going to run with my team. And it's like, yeah, it's like, all right, dude, sounds good. I know my, I know my place. Uh, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but I think he, he's kind of in that position now. Like I'm looking at his draft. Barkley's dead. Julio yeah. Jones is not looking like himself. I know that far. Ridley, my Ridley pick is looking better and better. <laughs> your, your, your Ridley pick, as far as uh, I know the question eventually coming is like, is there a, a pick that you wish you had done differently? Uh-huh. And I'm like, the first one I looked at was the Juju or Ridley. Oh, I wouldn't have had that option. I apologize. So no, never mind. <laughs> no, no, you um, did. That was your, that was your, you picked Juju. So I picked Ridley. Really? Yeah, damn, you're right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yep. yeah so, evens go left to right. I mean, odds go left to right. Yep. <clears throat> so, yeah, so that one was kind of one that I had to squat, like, think about, but I found one deeper in the draft, and obviously we'll, we can get to that. But, that, again, kind of going, yeah. going back to Pika's team, like, I'm looking, and I just, you know, like, he's his re- reliance right now, as far as his best pick, is Noah Font in the 15. Mm. Like Gronk sure. is a bust, you know. AJ Green, I we've had he, he knows and he's busting my balls uh a lot as far as my my love affair with Joe Burrow. Um and I was like, he's not like he's not gonna have a relationship with AJ Green. And I still feel that way. Like yeah. it's gonna be him and Tyler Boyd, it's gonna be him and the young guys. Like I mean I mean a... at the same time though, not but now so he probably was never gonna play Paris Campbell. So now he's gonna put Paris Campbell on IR, keep him for next year. Now, he kind of knows he can burn Henry Ruggs. Like, like he's at a position where he almost has to. I, mean, I, I don't yeah. even know. I don't even know if he's been playing him. Like, um, so I, I, even Dobbins, like, like I know he wants to keep Dobbins too, but like maybe, maybe now Pika says, you know what? It's like I know he said I. So I called Aaron. I not called Aaron Pika. Excuse me. I texted Aaron Pika yesterday, and I said, Aaron, do you have a comment? Um, I I know it's sudden, but how do you? What's going on in? in your head right now because of Saquon. And he he only replied, we're on to 2020. We're on to 2021. Um, I, asked him <laughs> if, I asked him if he wanted to elaborate. He did not respond. Uh, I, I made up the last part, but but it would be so funny if that happened. <laughs> well, I, I, I actually, I get to take the pleasure in saying that I broke the news to him. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, I was the one to, uh, and I'll let me pull up the text so this way it can be verbatim for, for the pot. Uh, <laughs> um, he was, oh, and the best is he was talking, or he was saying how his day is pretty much already trashed because uh, uh, the 80 yard run by uh, Moster and uh, yeah, oh my god, and then the two catches by Juno Smith, mm-hmm. and um, I just this is how it starts oh, shit, and Saquon is dead. And he put, wait, what? And I go, done for the season. I obviously, you know, wanted to really give him a little shock value. Yeah. So this is very early. And he said, don't fuck with me. And I said, I'm not. And he said, what happened? I said, injured. And they put him uh, back in. And then he clapped his right leg. And he said, he has no pressure on it. Yeah. And then he then he put a sad face. And then I immediately put Joe Burrow through three touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> so so but, were, were you watching Red Zone? Yeah. So I I wanna uh, I wrote this in the uh, the fastest two minutes. Um, I said Saquon's elbow did a Rondo in 2011, and he came back in the game. Like you remember Rondo's elbow? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly. It's it's one of those things that I hate to get off. It's 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 one of those things that like I feel like I see that. Like, like to me, this is the same, and this is like a uh, like an obscure soccer reference. It's the same as when you miss like a sitter on one side, like, 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 like. So I mean, so like when you miss a sitter on your goal, and then they just come back and just right down your throat, just score like a counterattacking goal. Like I see, like it's like the same thing happens in football with injuries. Like you get like a little one, and you're trying to protect it or whatever you're doing, and then all of a sudden he blew his knee out somehow, and it wasn't even like a dirty hit. Like the guy kind of didn't have to finish the hit, but his knee was already gone by the time he did it. Oh, exactly. And just like, you know, as far as because we were watching the same, uh, we both watched Red Zone. Oh, I hate as Scott Hanson. Oh, my God. I hate Scott Hanson. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. <laughs> I, need, like, like, I, need him, <laughs> I need him to turn into Dumbo and fly away yeah. from Red Zone. He has gigantic like, hands, though. I've, I've... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Every, every, everything about him is, is the most agitating. I don't know who you would get, honestly. And I know this would never happen uh, just because 
obviously everyone already has it realizes that his true calling was commentating. Pay Romo, pay him stupid amounts of money. Yeah, totally. And let and let him be the way he is and just run red zone for the rest of his life. Or let like or become... like Drew Brees next year. I mean, he's not as big of a personality, but like maybe he'd be good at it. Like they say, he's going to go in the booth too. Yeah, you yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I I don't care. Just not him. I know. Yeah, <laughs> he's just, he's just so frustrating. And then the other thing I hate about red zone and like not that we could ever change it is that like you like you call it red zone. You say you only show plays in the red zone more or less. That's how it used to be, like way way yeah. back in the day. Then okay, I don't and I and I know that this game was Thursday night, so I'm just gonna use it as an example. I don't give a shit that it's the Bengals versus the Browns. If Joe Mixon's on the four yard line, show me the goddamn play. Don't show it to me ten minutes later when I know what happened. Like yeah, I uh, like I know it's I know like it's such an old man thing to be mad about, but I really it drives me insane. I'm like because like sometimes you have guys in those games like uh, last year when I had like Min- uh, Minshew or Chart. It's like okay, I know that I know the Jacks suck, but show me it. Like, but, oh yeah. yeah, and and see for for me, it's almost uh, not the opposite thing uh, effect, but like if it's a close game because I'm also in like pick'em leagues. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like I don't care. Like in my mind, like I don't care that the uh, I don't know who did, who did uh oh like the jet like the Jets this week. Like I don't care that they're on the forty yard line, like you know, in San Fran territory. And that's the only thing close to the red zone you have. Yeah. If, if you know, the Cowboys-Falcons game is going on, you know, I don't care if they're, like, the Cowboys are on their own, too. Like, I need to see because, that. Yeah. Yeah, because it's relevant, you yeah. know. But I don't know. I, I totally agree with you. Like, like, both things should be true. That, like, okay, you only show the shitty games when they're in the red zone. Maybe even, like, say, like, in goal line. Like, uh, like I, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? But like, yep. but like, if if nothing's in the red zone, you have to be showing the best game. Don't be like, hey, we haven't showed the Chargers yet. Like, it's not fucking. <laughs> it's like when nobody's getting oranges at the end of this. Like, don't don't mess with me on this. So uh, let's get let's get you out of here on this last thing. Oh, actually, I want to I want to say one more thing about the trades. I'm I, you know, we're always open over here uh, in North Providence, but um, for the most part, you know, like the price for Kamara is like unbelievably high. Like obviously, like you know, towards the, towards the end of the starting lineup, there's there's some room to talk about. But anyway, the, I, and I'm not saying this because I've looked into it. And I'm not saying this because I want everybody to go text him and bombard him. I'm just saying something I noticed today for the sake of the podcast, and that is Sean's team is deep. Holy oh, shit, yeah. it's deep. Yeah. Oh my, and and Sean likes to trade. I know that. Like, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying he's gonna want to because his team's mad good. I'm just saying I went to his team. I was like, I was like, oh, who has Little Fournette? Sean. Oh, who has this guy? Sean. Oh, they're all on the bench. What? And he still scored more than me. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> no, man. Well, that's just it. Like, as far as so now, this kind of goes to the earlier point, but now guys kind of need to start making that play as far as. Uh, you know, is the, like Pika said, are you really moving on to 2021 or are you trying to get capital to move forward within this year? And like the crazy thing is like the league being so riddled with injuries, we still don't know when COVID is going to play into this. Like we still, so don't have like a co- we still don't have a COVID case. So yep. like, you know, everyone pretty much has IR spots completely filled and we still like a whole team could drop at any moment. Mm-hmm. Um but like, as far as so, kind of so the way you plugged yourself and Sean, you know, for those for those, uh, I feel like uh, an ambulance chasing lawyer. For those teams that are gone, you know, you're out. You're you're you're, you're no longer <laughs> a part of the season. Uh, uh, Tim's rookies are are open for business. There's more than enough of them. They have not been played. You know, if you're looking for that last round guy to stow away on your bench, you know, come come on by and you know shop the youngins. Now I sound like a pedophile. Uh, so, <laughs> But um, yeah, I don't know. It's wild. It's such a weird year. Uh, I still don't. I still don't know. Like, like I said, outside of those kind of top three teams between you, Sean, and Brian, uh, I don't know the direction of anybody else. Like, and it's it's very threatening on a week to week basis. I just I have a gigantic matchup with Joe this week, who's also two and zero, who's going to be very offended. You're not matching him as some of the teams some of the elite teams but uh i have a i have a big two and a matchup for a show this week and i am i i feel like if i go three and oh i'll be like sitting pretty for a little bit so i'm really hoping i win but tim i do want to get out of here with that draft question um oh, sorry. oh no no problem well we got we have two minutes so okay. who is a who's a player you didn't want to draft that that you are now regretting because because you know whether you had a chance to get them or just the way that things 
things went down. Who's a player you, you now wish you had? Dak, 100%. And I talked about it there as far mm-hmm. as, like, I, I was very worried that Sean was going to, you know, start making his uh, his CD approach as mm-hmm. far as stowaway and his, you know, obviously a Cowboys fan. I was afraid he was going to take him in that, you know, either round as far as his, you know, Sean for two. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and you grabbed him right after, you know, mm-hmm. as far as kind of being on the same page. Uh, he, he, that's, I mean, he piped off yesterday. Uh, Matt, Matt Stafford, like I'm getting ready to play, play Joe, Joe Burrow and just commit to my, my love affair. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely the one. I mean, see, he's like, I'm still happy with him. Like, you know, he'll probably be my stowaway. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll see. But uh, yeah, it's funny. Mine, mine. I have, uh, I have two. I have, I have one like pretend one that I'm, I'm gonna fake. But, but I really, I really do mean it. Looking at it now, it's like Darren Waller. I didn't think of him at all. I picked Zacharis to pick in front of him. Like even if, even if that's the biggest game he has of the season. Like I just can't believe I thought so little of him. I picked Zacharis right in front of him. But, but the real one, the one that I came in wanted to talk about is Stefan Diggs. I've, I've, I had Diggs with Thielen for like two, two or three years in a row. I really. Like used to love that offense and like in those guys, and I just I thought so little of him going to Buffalo, and he is going off him and friggin' like if, if I'm Joe, I'm really kind of like bumming he didn't last one more pick to where Joe picked Deontay Dave uh, Deontay Johnson, excuse me, because that that would be a nice sack there with Josh Allen because friggin' Joe uh, Josh oh, yeah. Josh Allen uh, number two overall quarterback in the league right now, like in terms, in terms of fantasy. Tim, we're gonna get cut off here. They got five seconds. Yeah. Nope. All right. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim. That conversation with Tim really was enjoyable. I, I, I can't say enough great things about Tim. He was totally prepared. I asked him about 2.15. Uh, hey, you want to come on the podcast today? Sure, anytime before 8.30. I was like, I need 15 minutes. Perfect. No problem. That's enough time for me to drink my Bigelow tea, he said. Uh, he likes his voice nice and silky. Like the guy who does the patch thing. Uh, Tim didn't bl- plug Bigelow tea, but... Uh, we like 98.5 over here. Oh, fuck you, yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway, yeah, I, I just I just really had a great conversation with him. I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, he's super insightful. And, and um, it was, it's nice, uh, it, it's nice to like connect with Tim and Aaron and, and stuff. Because we, we, I'm obviously, even, even mellow nowadays, like, uh, I'm like, you know, my dad's in the league. My brother's in the league. My my cousin, I consider our brothers in the league. Like my my favorite cousin on my dad's side's in the league. My best friends in the league. Like my you know I, I I Sean's a cousin to us, and and like through no fault of their own, Aaron and Tim are are just friends, quote unquote. Like so, it's it's nice to connect with them. It's nice to laugh. Like like with them, it's 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 a good feeling. It's a nice to like, you know, it's just it's it's you know it's it's nice to to have those jokes with Aaron, Tim, and Matt. Like that, like with people who don't have to laugh, you know, like like in that in that uh, sort of way of thinking. It's just you know, I I I was happy that it was so easy. I, I even I was I told my wife before I I was like I'm unbelievably nervous about this. She's like, why did you ask him out if you're nervous? And I was like, that's a. I was like, I don't know why I'm nervous. Like it's I've known Timmy forever. Um, oh my god. Oh no. Oh my God. Oh my God. I have to call Timmy back. I'm going to call Timmy back right now. I'll be right back. Hey, so we're back with Tim because I thought of a great introduction and um, I'm not going to be able to use it the way that I wanted to, but but I didn't want to go by the wayside. So as you just heard, I paused the podcast. I called Tim and now we're live with Tim. Tim, how's it going? Not too bad, Josh. How's it going? Excellent. So Tim, I just wanted to start today's podcast and I'm sorry that I forgot. Um, but I just wanted to start today's podcast by saying, and the, I believe the year was 2002, maybe it was 2003. I op- I two hands shoved you on a basketball court, and I'd like to apologize for the 800th <laughs> <100th> time. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I didn't know this is where that was going. Was, uh, yeah, I, I, I knew you had no idea. I was so happy. Oh, man. <laughs> um. To be fair, and the funny thing is, is when I got off the podcast, I just installed a basketball hoop at my house, and I was oh. shooting, and and all I could think about was exactly that memory. Oh, and, that's so funny! I'm glad I got and, it. Yeah, and I swear, uh, I swear, and uh, it's still one of my favorite uh, for what was my basketball career. 
that's one of my favorite memories because uh, you, you, like, I remember how mad you were. Oh yeah, uh, happy with with me or my team or any of that situation. Uh, yeah, I do that. <laughs> um, um, and you, you you tossed me into uh, that one row of seating at St. Elizabeth's gym. I know. Uh, I, I, what I remember from that, and I, I, I'm sorry, let me keep going. What I remember from that was, was how mad my dad was. Oh my god, he was. I like. I've never seen my dad so mad at me. He was like, "You that that is not how you treat humans." And I was like, "I don't know." Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the worst part was is I remember people being mad at you, but more so, like for me, like uh, I was just like so surprised and shook. Like, like you hit the free throws like, though, I, I think. I, I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. But but more or less, I was like, I was like, this is my friend. I was like, and he gave me a pretty good talk. Like, oh god. I was like, but I like I remember like I I remember the letter like. Oh, that's the cringiest part. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah, and the worst part is, is I wish I still had it because I oh, found I it years later and mm-hmm. I don't. I, I have no idea where it is. But even like uh, upon receiving the letter, I was just like, "Oh, this wasn't necessary, but this was very nice." I was like, "The, the, the like, Souza's made me, like Ron and Ron and uh, Sandy Souza made me write that." They're like, "You need to apologize to Tim." I'm like, "That's bullshit." <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, "I will." <laughs> like, you know, I was like, "Okay." I was like, "We're good. We're guys. Like, we're good." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there, there was, there was definitely uh, the letter was unnecessary. It was part of like as far as you know. It was part of the game, and you know, and I got tossed, and you know, I got to go to the line, and it was all good. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, you and Drew would beat the shit out of us though in that league. Oh God. Dude. So again, I like, I like, not that I was reminiscing about you know the the run in St. Elizabeth, whatever, but I was shooting around. I was literally shooting around. This thing is two days old, and I was shooting, and I was like, oh man, like remember the years back because I, you know, where, where we used to play basketball, and mm-hmm. I think it was all coming back to me because of the message that I left as far as. You know, kind of throwing out a flag football game or something along those lines. Yeah, I, I, I said like, I, I said we should play basketball actually, because because my cousins, yeah, my cousins uh, from East Providence. That's we usually play basketball in Barrington, like what we used to when we were like like three or four years ago. Say, but they but they love it, so we, so we may be able to get a couple guys that way, like on a on a Sunday morning, maybe. Oh, that yep, I'm all about it. Like mm-hmm. I, like and that, that's more or less what I was thinking. Like oh, you know, like even if football doesn't happen, worst case scenario, like we could probably run twos in my driveway. Yeah, you know, totally. So, I'm down. But, uh, but I, I'm up for whatever. Not to, I, I feel like I hijacked the, the the podcast in a very weird direction. No, but, it's fantastic. Uh, this is like what it's about. Like it's a yeah. it's a podcast about like nine friends and my dad, and like hey, that's like pretty much it. Like that's if somebody wants to buy it, that's what I'm marketing it as. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but anyway, no, yeah. I just I just wanted to I wanted to call and just drop that in because because I, I knew we'd laugh about it, and I, I hope hopefully Chris and, and the other guys do too. So. Oh yeah, no, no hard feelings on this end. It was a, it was a, it was a good play, and uh, and I, I thought it was appropriate. You know, it didn't. Do <laughs> <in any way. laughs> All right, Tim. All right, man. You have yourself a good one. Thank you. That was Timmy Thorpe on the EBFL podcast. I forgot to mention it when we talked to Tim today. But joining us today on the Beehive Buzz You In Hotline is the League Commissioner, Chris Ferreira. Thanks for buzzing me back in. Hey, no problem, Chris. You know, you're always welcome here. Um, so I want to start out with something that before we go to the obvious thing that it's, that it's fun to talk about, keep it together. Um, <sighs> you're right. <laughs> What's going on? You crying? No, not yet. All right. So I, I want to skip the obvious thing, and, and which is your team's unbelievably poor luck. And I want to go to something else. Um, a couple weeks ago on the podcast, uh, Brian had the idea that we should fast track um, the punishment. Uh, you agreed. I talked to somebody who says they speak for a couple of managers that are not in favor of this. Um, what do you say about that, Mr. Commissioner? I mean, it's uh, it's always been a league of the people for the people by the people. So if, um, we would never do anything without league consent. So if if people are in favor of watching my team owner stand down the corner and sing them the national anthem, then that's fine because I'm clearly I'm clearly going to be in last place. So that's a good point you bring up because because <laughs> you do have two shots at it because that team is equally not going well. <laughs> 
and you said you'd do it. So it's, a, it's, you know, a, it's a good point. I'm gonna have to talk to Tim. I mean, it's a twenty per- people. Yeah, it's a twenty percent <laughs> chance. It started off as a twenty percent chance, and now it's about a fifty percent chance. It's it's that it's, it's looking me. Like yeah, yeah, and and you know what? I I've been rehearsing, trying to hit the notes already. So, <laughs> but no, you know, and um, that person talks for for the um owners co coalition, the owners uh union. Mm-hmm. Then that's then that's that, and and we'll bring up for a vote, like a proper vote, and and the league will the league will decide. Okay, so I want to move on to uh, the waiver wire, but I don't want to talk about uh, week week three editions. I want to talk about what happened at the end of week one. Um, we obviously both spent pretty big. Uh, you more than I. Um, how disappointed are you in Naeem Hines' usage? <sighs> Uh, um, I I told myself it was going to happen mm-hmm. um, because anyone on the steamers it just gets shit on, <laughs> uh, and so I'm watching the game and I'm saying, why does Naheem Hines have no snaps through one quarter? Why does Naheem Hines have one snap through two quarters? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then by the end of the game, he had one catch for four yards on nine offensive snaps. It's unbelievable. So, so I don't know what he did wrong week two, or if they really just wanted to come out and say, like, hey, this is Jonathan Taylor's team now. Mm-hmm. You know? well, um, well, I read, at least I think on ESPN, um, that said that um, the coaching staff just basically said that Taylor came out like hot. Obviously, he had a huge game. Then they ran Wilkins a couple of times, and every time you run uh, Wilkins, he like he's good. And so that the so then they were just kind of like those are the two guys we're gonna go with, and like Taylor Taylor's like catching the ball as much as they need to. So then they were just kind of like we're not gonna sprinkle in Hines, but that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, still. he had a great week one, and yeah. I don't know. I I think he'll be fine overall. I'm not I'm like totally disappointed just yet. I'm mm-hmm. more disappointed in Malcolm Brown fac- fracturing his pinky on the first run of the game. Oh, my. Um, yeah, it's true. Or the second run of the game. So that hurt me, too. I mean, I didn't play him. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, at least he was on the bench. Uh, but, yeah, I'm back on the wire this week looking for more running backs, if anyone wanted to know. Well, Brian tried to get a promo in uh, before I cut it out. He's, I told him to send the message. He wouldn't send the message. Oh, you got to use, you gotta use gotta, anyone listening, you got to use that message line. You got to use it. Yeah, he so he didn't want. It. He tried to do it. He couldn't figure it out. Uh, well, he said he did it for Jake's the other day, though. He couldn't do it for me. <laughs> anyway, oh, um, so your allegiance. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so any, anyway, he so so he just tried to get in the fact that he's like, hey, I'm going for for Mike Davis, and I'm going heavy for Mike Davis. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, all right, thanks for getting that in. It's never going to be on the podcast. But <laughs> the other thing, he, he like, he's like, oh, get this out there so Pika knows. Pika's gonna get the text at eight AM Wednesday. It's already gonna be decided. <laughs> like you know, you know what I mean? But I, but I want everybody to know it's already done by the time I check yeah, it out. Yeah. That's why it's okay to talk about the waiver wire kinda. Yeah. Which is which is a funny thing that Tim said. Tim said, uh he said, You're just using this podcast so you can so everybody will tell you what they're doing on the waiver wire, then you're gonna go in and up with them, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh shit, he figured it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, this week I don't. I mean, I only have eighty six dollars left, so I and I only have one roster spot. I already had to make two drops before I got on the podcast here, mm-hmm. um, and I don't have. I have seven guys injured and and not seven guys designated out, so I have to move them back into my main roster. It's that's what I hate about the ESPN format. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we'll, I love the waiver wire and, and I love Fab, so we'll see how it goes. Nice. Um... Do you want to talk about our game of the week now? I mean, yeah, it's your show. Sure. That's a good point. Uh, I'll start this week. My game of the week, I also, I like an idea. I had an idea um, just when we were off air. Um, I like the idea of making this the, uh, like, a, like a college, like college bowls, like everything's a bowl, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I'm going to name uh, this bowl the best friends bowl. And it's Pika versus um, Tim. And here's why I think it's an interesting matchup. There's, there's an obvious point disparity. Uh, Pika's without his best player, his number one draft pick. Uh, but he has Patrick Mahomes, which always, which always keeps you relevant, as Kamara does for me, as I said a couple weeks ago. The, the other reason that, I, that I'm very interested in this game, um, a couple things. One, uh, Noah Fant is going to get so many more targets. Two, Michael Gallup is eventually going to show up and have a kind of game we thought. And three... 
Tim said he wants to play Aaron Pico right now. That's something nobody should ever say. He said it out loud, and I can't uh, believe he did it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's that's why it's my game of the week. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, Pika is currently one injury away from being being thirty three percent chance of standing on the corner instead of me. <laughs> but um, I do agree. I think I think that is the best game of the week um, for viewership reasons. Um, and everything you stated was correct. The one thing I find interesting about Tim's team is that um, if George Kittle is going to play or not. Um, and I, me and Tim have held some discussions in trade, and he has guaranteed me that George Kittle's playing. Um, so mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to see if that jinx comes true or not. Um, but for my game of the week, with the college bowl theme, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the something's got to give bowl. Um <laughs> I'm going to go with someone's got to give bowl, uh, the better of the two, someone's got to give bowl, and that's you against Joe. Uh, two of the highest scoring teams, both 2-0. and Joe coming out of the woodwork with Josh Allen and, and Josh Jacobs and uh, Adam Thielen. And, and last week, Julian Edelman with 179 yards, something he's never done with Thomas Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then, of course, I mean, Dak Prescott in the first quarter, I think the Cowboys had four turnovers in the first quarter, and he still ended up scoring over 40 points. So, so uh, you got my guy, Calvin Ridley, mm. and, and of course, your ever-relevant uh, Alvin Kamara. So that's also that's a, that's a best friend bowl 2.0, and something's got to give bowl 2.0. So that's, that's a double bowl. Um, right. I'm, I'm excited to see that, and I'm excited to see how much I lose to Sean by. Yeah, that's that one could get ugly. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but, but it, that one, um, I I saw somebody else say this on on the Twitter. I'm just I'm just stealing shit I seen on Twitter and putting it in a podcast. Um, Kyler Murray gets that. It might have been Matthew Barry. Kyler Murray gets to that. Oh, my boring you and yawning. I didn't yawn, did it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Kyler Murray gets to the, gets to the second level, and he's faster than everybody. You can't he just he's just like a scat back. You can't even get close to him. It's like a fucking like and I say this with the utmost respect, like it's like like a mouse running across the floor. Like everybody's running after him, but you're never gonna get him. He's getting to the other side of the room. Like, yeah, I thought he was running I honestly thought he was running out at the five. Yep. And I looked down or and I looked back up and he was in the end zone. Crazy. That, and I was that, like, how did he just how did he did he jump that far? Where how oh, did he get in there? You know who else did that? Jalen Richard last night. It looked, looked like he was going to head out, and he made one strong cut, and he just after, – yeah. after, after his fumble. And he just blew forward. Henry Ruggs was ecstatic. He was so happy for him. It was, it was a great yeah. thing to watch. Yeah, it was, I was like, it was like the, like the old school, like, Euro step looking. I don't know how he did it. And yeah. all of a sudden, he's in the end zone. I'm like, Jesus. It's wild. Absolutely wild. He did it twice, too, in both of his runs. He did it. I was like, how the hell does he do that? He's, just, he's super athletic. It's, it's unbelievable. I can't believe – like it's crazy that Arizona let Cliff Kingsbury pick him. You know what I mean? Like after they just had Josh Rosen, but like Rosen is yeah. obviously trash. He, like, he practice squads, you know, yeah. I know. I'm. I'm. Uh... So I asked Brian this week. I said, "Why'd you play JJ Taylor?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't know. He did good in week one. I was like, "You read more Pat stuff than I do. Didn't you know that Rex and Cam have a good rapport? Like as soon as James was out, it was going to be that show." Yeah, so um, I'll let you in this tidbit of information. He called me, and he said... Oh, I fell asleep on the couch, so he texted yeah, me, I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, he called me, and he said, uh, hey, what should I do? And I looked at his team, I was like, what do you mean? Put him, put him on IR and pick up Rex Burkhead. Yeah, that, that felt like a Chris move. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, you told him to pick up Rex. Yeah, and and then he said, well, what about Taylor? And I said, well, how, how much are you down by? you got to shoot for the stars if you think Taylor's a guy... I mean, you, if if you're down by that much, you, maybe it's worth the risk. But mm-hmm. then, then Russell Wilson and went off. So I don't know. Um, if, um, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Russell Wilson went off, right? Was yeah, yep. Yeah, I don't know if I'm supposed to. If he wanted this out there, but uh, Brian was could basically taste Maddie's tears. Oh. At, uh, at that Russell Wilson throw. Brian texted me right away. He's like, I can't believe the Pats are going to lose. But how upset is your cousin right now? And I was yeah, like, I was like, I don't, I haven't talked to Matt about it, but it's that's that one hurts. 
Yeah, and and, and we said this, and we talked about this. Um, Maddie has one of the better teams, and he's zero and two mm. because of bad luck. Mm. Um, and then somehow I'm one and one, and I have the the least amount of points scored. So, um, that's how it goes sometimes. But yeah, so Maddie scored the second most points in the league last weekend. Lost. So once once everything starts falling, him, he'll be fine. Yeah, that's um, true. But yeah, un- unbelievable. One seventy one in a loss is not. I would. I cried for him. Yeah, that's. With, I, when, I was already crying, but I cried again. That was the second highest score too, I believe. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So we we were talking a little bit um, about trying to get a live taping together, and and eventually we're gonna do it. But we we're gonna have to figure something creative out, like like what what night we can do it. Uh, I know Tim has offered up uh, his residence for the for the next two weeks before the baby comes. Um, but, but I, I think talking to Tim, I, I think I'm going to try to stick with the, with the Wednesday drops. So I know that it might be a little bit tough, but I think we're going to try to get everybody in, in on, on these Tuesdays and just kind of like, I'm just going to not work Tuesdays and just do everything. You know what I mean? Just, just do all the work today after everything's settled. Um, but, but another thing I was thinking about after talking to Tim is, and I know I brought it up on the podcast before is the Snapchat group. Um, I, I, I had it in a, in a thing before. I, I had to cut it out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to post it again at the end of the podcast. Um, I'm going to create a Snapchat group that you can only get. It's only for the league, obviously. But, like, the only way to get in is if you text me to say you, like, want, you want it in the Snapchat group. Um, do you want it in the Snapchat group? Yeah. Okay, that's it. So <laughs> There's a lot. All that for yeah, that? Yeah, we might as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, I'm probably going to do that uh, Wednesday morning. But I like the Wednesday morning drops. It's like I said, it's after wave of wire, so it doesn't really disturb that. Um, I would like always, you know what I mean, and like, like I understand, like, like what Tim was saying, obviously tongue in cheek, but like, you know, nobody has to come on here and tell me what they're going to do. They could t- be totally coy or say you don't want to talk about it. Um, I told Tim, I even told Tim that before we recorded, um, that like us talking about the wave of wire, me and you is something that we would do all of the time. So, so it didn't feel out of place for us to talk and like, and to give numbers once we found out we weren't talking about the same guys and stuff like, but I was like, Oh, I would never expect that of anybody else. Like I would never dance around it. Like with Tim, you know, like that's something else. But yeah, I think, yeah. And I mean, that goes back to like our draft prep too. Like we will talk draft and we'll try to keep our like hidden guys, but oh yeah, once we know that yeah. we're not talking about the same things then it's fine. Yeah, of course. Um, I honestly, I, I wish we had we had more stuff today, Kibish, but we don't. Um, is there anything that you'd like to add? Um, I just no, I, I want to check in. I just want to touch on um, Venmo. Uh, last week, I, I sent out uh, Joe's winnings via Venmo, labeled nice and neat. Uh, just easier to keep track that way, too. So uh, I think this week I'm going to send Brian $20 for his league high score mm-hmm. um so yeah so if you don't have a venmo yet and, and and you can sign up for one great it's it's just easier that way just to just to keep everything neat and, and out there for for the leagues to see um but yeah so, i mean just that just just work on getting venmos for i mean i never need one because i'll never score high but um <laughs> but if you think your team is capable of scoring high of the week so I would, i'd try to get a venmo so everyone can see uh the transparency in the league I agree with that. Oh, you know what, Mr. Commissioner? I actually remembered a huge thing that I wanted to talk to you about. The way it always goes. Do you have uh, five more minutes? Yeah, any time for the pod. Okay. So, I got a text message today from a manager in the league um, stating that their team was for sale. It's week two. What is going on? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's a panic button a little bit out mm. of that guy. Mm. Um, I think. Uh, I, I think honesty is the best policy, though. You got to be honest with yourself, and and when you see something that just isn't working the way you planned, I think, um, I think the tiles fall correctly um, f- for needing a new change, a fresh start, um, a look towards the future. Um, I think that 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 owner, what he was trying to do here is is look for um, guys who are playing well, who are drafted later, that can be paired with someone who who maybe is like a subpar player and, com- and com- combine them for one of my better players, the two of which I have, because there's really not much going on in the team. 
Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it is week two, and I, I think when Thomas comes back and, and maybe a couple of the guys come back, I might have a chance um, at at least like maybe like third or fourth pick next year. But I think that's about all we're capable of is not getting last place in the toilet bowl. Hmm. I so. don't, yeah, I mean, I guess that's one way to look at it. And and like I mean it is kind of like being like a little bit like realist, right? But I just yeah I get I I just always go back to like it's so early we never know what's gonna happen. Um, look, you could get somebody, uh, and it happens like every year. You could hear somebody talking about like um, like like let's just say uh, Anthony McFarlane, right? James Conner, Benny Snell looked like they have that pretty sewn up, so that seems like a pretty safe one to talk about, like and not spoil it for somebody. But like but like you could be like on Anthony McFarlane and get him for like a penny because you timed it right. Like, like I did with Damien Harris, right? Like I texted you that, like obviously kidding a little bit where I was like, Oh, you got to drop Damien Harris. And then the second you did, I picked him up because I had the room. Like I, I got Damien Harris for, for nothing. And he could end up being like what Sony Michelle was his rookie year. You know what I mean? It's not crazy. Like, um, you know what I mean? Like, so like that, that's like a useful piece that can be acquired for free. So like, okay, you spent a ton on, you know what I mean? Like, like there's a ton more draft capital. There's going to be a ton more injuries. I feel like there's always like a way back in it. Um, and like you said, a couple of good moves. That, and I, I, I mentioned this before. I'm sorry to, sorry to ramble on a little bit. But I mentioned this before with, with um, um, in my, um, excuse me, I mentioned this before in my if I'ms um, that, you know, if, if you're a PK, there's a difference between like selling Henry Ruggs or, 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 or playing Henry Ruggs or, or selling Henry Ruggs and playing J.K. Dobbins Right and keeping Paris Campbell because because now you're like you're going for it this year versus just being like eh I'm just trying to acquire the best rookie I can you know what I mean and just and just try to sew it up that way like you know what I mean like 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 you could you could maneuver your your team in in a way like where you still get a keeper but still get the most out of this year like 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 J.K. Dobbins is is going to be an excellent player in November yeah and also I want J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely want J.K. Dobbins too. Um, <laughs> and I talked to Tim. <laughs> I talked to Tim quickly, and and I want C.D. Lamb. Everybody wants and, his little lamb. He said, "Yeah," because I and, talked to Tim about his little lamb too. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so that was kind of like where I stand was like, um, and to tell you like the so my thing was like I want to give up Michael Thomas because I just don't have the room to keep all the injured guys anymore. So, like I tried to do it for a week, I and then I noticed. Wrong. Well, yeah, so I don't. I noticed that um, I just don't have the room. Hmm. So I'm. I had one healthy guy. I had like two potential rookie keepers, one healthy guy on my bench, and everyone else was was some kind of designated out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, whereas someone else might not have anyone who's out, and they could take a chance on keeping Thomas on the on the IR for two weeks, and bettering their team come week four. Whereas my team right now is struggling without Michael Thomas. So, yeah. uh, I think that's where I was standing with it. But yeah, um, if if I could have if I could move Michael Thomas for a George Kittle and CD Lamb, or Michael Thomas and someone else for a George Kittle and a CD Lamb type of package, that's what I'm technically looking for. And then I'd have to decide if it's worth wasting CD Lamb as a keeper because he is playing well right now. Not great, but he's playing probably the best rookie. Yeah, um, yeah, wide receiver. I want CD Lamb to play as my flex. Like that's like I don't want him to keep. I want him for now. Like I want, I want him for like November, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's fantastic. Because I think um, either either that or like I love Lavishka too, man. I, every every week I want to play Lavishka because he scores. He's gonna score ten points a week. I just trust him. You know what I mean? Even though I like I don't know him, you know. Yeah. But like, oh no, I know Lavishka Chanel Jr. He's he's awesome to watch. <laughs> he is the he's the shoeless Robinson that the shoelace Robinson that we. Everyone thought they were getting yeah. from the kid from Michigan. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, Denard Robinson. Yeah, yep. yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't even want to like hold him. I want to like I want him to help me so bad, you know. But I, I got to do it for now. Um. All right. Um. I think I think that's all I have for today. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on again. I'm sorry. Um. First two weeks haven't really gone your way. Although you're one and one, you're right in the thick of things. One and one in the middle. Just watch me shock the world this week, and then I'll come back in here and crying when I don't. Hey, that's hey. You know what? <laughs> We're all pulling for you this week. Yeah, appreciate it. And uh, who else is? Oh, wait, hold on. 
We're pulling for you. We're pulling for me. And we're pulling for dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're just pulling for the family. Beat all the two, you know, the two and O teams. Let me sit up top three and O, and I'll take like a little relax. All right. Yeah. We'll do it. All right. Later. <laughs> all right. Bye. Another good conversation uh, with Chris. Um, shorter one than we usually have. But I think, I think we got to everything that we needed to. Um, looking to bring some, some new segments to you guys next week. Try to spice that up a little bit. And I'm, I'm sure between the two of us will think it's something stupid. Um, I think honestly, so Chris, if you're listening, I think I already got it. I think not, not like true bets, but I think we should look at the game. Um, and we should bet the over-under in fantasy. You know, take the over or whatever it is. Try to figure it out that kind of way. I think that would be fun if we just if we just bet that way, kept our records throughout the year, and just laughed at how bad we are. Um, but anyway, um, I think I mentioned it uh, with Chris. I just want to share it up one more time. I am going to create a Snapchat group for the podcast. Uh, I'm going to invite Chris to it. I'm probably going to start it Wednesday morning. If you want in, text me. Uh, send me your. You know, I, I don't think I'm friends with Aaron and Tim. Um, on Snapchat, but like, but still, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll like, we'll get in. I think I just think it'd be a good idea to communicate about fantasy and and those kinds of things and like and and you know things in life that intersect in all those guys' world. Like we we won't go crazy with it and badger each other. We save that for your mother's lovers Snapchat group. We won't do that to you guys. But um, but yeah, I just you know, I just I just think it'd be fun and an easy way to communicate in a faster way because uh, Brian has an Android, so he's slowing down. You know, all the communication in the other chat, and it's a green one, and everybody hates that, you know. You know, and we can do a video call and stuff on a Sunday when we're making fun of Chris from Marlon Mack, that kind of stuff. But I just, I think, it, you know, but no pressure. You don't want to be in. We totally understand, or I totally understand. I can't speak for anybody else. Um, I'd like to sign off with just, you know, week one, uh, we said, I just, I just threw out there, the guests of the podcast was going to be the highest score. That's not how we're going to do every week. We can't do it that way. If we, do, like, you know, uh, we're trying to cycle through, and some some guys are a little upset they didn't get time, they didn't get their shine. But, like, Tim Tim's game was, was more exciting than the other game to me. So, you know, um, I don't know. I just thought, I just thought, you know, I just, you know, I, I understand. I, I understand where some people are coming from. But at the same time, I mean, it's not the, uh, you could have your own podcast, you know? Talk to you guys next week. <laughs>